0: Well, we're well into this five-parted series, we have been looking at for the last three weeks, and we're still in, (laughs) we're still going to go back to look at the children of Israel wandering in the wilderness, and how they got a start there, and how we're now at the other end of their their finish, (laughs) the finishing of the children of Israel. But we've noticed in the last three sermons, we've looked at the till of dispersion. Hosea chapter 5, I will go and return to my place, said the Lord, till they, the Jews, acknowledge their offence. They haven't acknowledged that, he hasn't come back. (laughs) And uh, when they do, he will be here, and uh, they will welcome him. Then we looked at the till of desolation, because of their being dispersed all over the world, and there's still only half of them back in Israel, they have been desolated wherever they went desolation has happened to them. Sad, sad history of two and a half thousand years and the greatest desolation is yet to occur. A very sad thing to have to remind the Jewish people. As my dad said to a a doctor who was a Jew, Dr. Lerner in Emerald, and Dr. Lerner said, I'm going back to Israel, All thinking that my dad would be excited that he was going back. And, and dad said, don't, don't go back there. <laughs> because he was not a Christian. And if you go back there, it could be that you are two of, well, what, two in three people are going to die there in in the future sometime. Mm-hmm. The desolation. And that reads in Matthew 23, 37. You know, <clears throat> you shall not see me, said the Lord Jesus just before he was crucified you shall not see me henceforth till ye say blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. And the third one we looked at last week was the until of domination the Gentile domination of the Jews found in Luke 21:24, And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations and Jerusalem shall be trodden down by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Well. Israel still being trodden down. Jerusalem is still being trodden down. The, the, the Mount Temple Mount is still being uh, ex- exercised by the Jordanians, and uh, they have rule over that. And so that continues. So the times of the Gentiles are still going, the times where the Gentile nations will be over the Jewish people, telling them what they should and shouldn't do. And uh, are they still do it, trying to do that? The Jews are getting more stubborn about not letting it happen, but, yeah, it's still happening. Well, today we look at an until that involves us. So this is more moving from the Jews, but it still uh, involves them some as well. Today we're looking at the until of restitution, restoration, refreshing. So we've gone from the Ds to the Rs. Uh, re- refreshing, regeneration, recreation, redemption, and renovation. These are some of the thoughts you say that's going to be a long sermon, hopefully not. We've already had our reading from Acts. If you could turn back to Acts chapter 3. And verse 21 is where this is this word is used, whom heaven, whom is the Lord Jesus, in the verse prior. The heaven must receive until the times of the restitution of all things which god has spoken by the mouth of of all his holy prophets since the world began that's pretty broad that's a big picture isn't it since the world began this subject has been talked about and it needs to be talked about because if without without it being talked about we haven't got hope that everything's going to be one day fixed by the lord himself let's pray Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the wonderful promises that are contained in your Word, and we're involved in this one. Lord, that we can look forward with a great hope to what you're planning to do in our lives and the life of this world, this old world that's groaning in pain. Uh, Bless the ministry of your Word. Open it to our hearts. Be with those that couldn't come, that would like to be here, that aren't well or uh, are not scheduled on, that they might be encouraged in their faith, in their most holy faith, and built up and strengthened by the hope of the word that it gives us. And Thank you for those that could come today that haven't been with us for some time and minister to their needs. And might we have fellowship one with another today. Bless uh, as Pastor McConnell opens the word there, Lord, and shares that in the church in the anniversary there. We ask and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the first point is restitution and refreshing, verse 21 and verse 19 of Acts chapter 3. This is Peter's second sermon after Pentecost. Pentecost happened in chapter 2, and this is occasioned by the healing of the lame man. If you look at verse 2 of chapter 3 of Acts, And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they daily who lay daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask arms of them that entered into the temple. So this is a well-known man, he's there all the time. From birth, he's been this way. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked an arm. Now it is awkward if you're walking down the street and somebody asks you for a donation. Do you see people playing instruments and like that and they're not. They, they're playing along and then I look at you, you're coming fast. <laughs> you're going to give me 20 cents, a dollar or whatever? <laughs> but anyway, this man was doing that and everybody local knew him. So, and that's good because that sets the stage for what's about to happen. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. Okay, yeah. And what was he expecting, the lame man? Something, you know, some money or something that might be given gave heed to them expecting to receive something from them then Peter said silver and gold have I none but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk now this is setting the stage for what Jesus said later and that's what we need to go through this for and uh, Peter like many a preacher could say silver and gold have I none (laughs) but such as I have and that's the the privilege of the preacher he can, he can share the good news of something that has happened for them about salvation and new life and eternal life isn't that what we've all got you know it, we might better say silver and gold have I none I remember walking up on the Temple Mountain we went up the steps from the Alaska Mosque toward the uh, Mosque of Oma there's got a few steps there big long white and just up there on the right hand corner I can't forget things images and, and there's, this is Vega or Lady with a baby in her arm, and the baby's head was hanging down, you know, it was really hot. And and, and oh, you know, Andrew said no, no, <laughs> in English, <laughs> and we kept walking, pa- walking past. And you you, you know, you, Peter and uh, these guys stopped, <laughs> and just down the other end of the Temple Mount, we're going out of the Temple Mount area, and was a gate that went out toward the Mount of Olives, and. And I I was dying of thirst, really thirsty and, and there was a fellow selling water and I was walking and just don't don't <laughs> I said, why? He just <laughs> He said he spat at me last week. <laughs> okay, we won't buy from him. He's you know, just anyway, that's Israel. <clears throat> we'll move on. <laughs> and read the story here. Silver and God I have I none but such as I have, we've got something to give and share with people. In the name of Christ, of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up and st- stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising. Remember that song in Sunday school? Walking and leaping and praising God. And, and that song. And you can imagine, this guy's been lame from birth. He's just is the first time he's found his feet. And he's, he's just jumping all over the place. It, you can get excited as Christians. Just don't do it in the morning service. <laughs> but leaping and praising God for what happened. He, he not only had been healed physically, he had been healed spiritually as you read on. What a wonderful thing. What an amazing thing. And everybody was filled with wonder and amazement in verse 10. Because the people saw him walking and doing this. And as the lame man who was healed, helped Peter and John, <coughs> uh, was healed by Peter and John, <clears throat> all the people rang together in the temple in the porch. Now, just like preachers are poor preachers, also look for opportunities to preach, <laughs> and here comes all these people running. And he said, "Wow, well, you know, time to preach," <laughs> and, and Peter did. And this is the occasion of the second sermon. This is what caused it. They ran together in the porch, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw. It he answered the people, ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why ye look so earnestly you know, on us? So we by our own power or holiness have made this man walk. And the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of your, our fathers hath glorified his son Jesus. <laughs> he didn't take long to get to the point, did he? <laughs> this is Jesus did this. Whom ye delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go and a Gentile wanted to let him go you wanted to kill him ye denied the holy one and the just and desiring a murderer ye granted unto you ye killed the prince of life whom God has raised from the dead of which we are witnesses and so this is real personal this is just, just these things have just happened you know, <clears throat> 50 days earlier because Pentecost has happened and we're after Pentecost now. So the, within a couple of months of these things that he was preaching to them, they knew about. And his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong. You see, it's a spiritual matter of healing too. Faith in his name. This man had believed by faith and got healed. Uh, <clears throat> this man had believed and was leaping and jumping and praising God. Whom ye see and know, yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And now, brethren, I wot that through ignorance ye did it. He let him off the hook a little bit here. <laughs> he said, you didn't know who you, who you were killing. Through ignorance ye did it. The rulers told him to kill him. As did all you so your rulers. But in verse 18, those things which God before had shown by the mouth of all his prophets. It is interesting. By all his prophets <laughs> that Christ should suffer hath so fulfilled. Can you tell us? All the prophets. How many prophets are there? <laughs> Who wrote Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy? Moses, the prophet. prophet. <laughs> Who wrote Samuel? Samuel the prophet, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, (laughs) Hosea, Joel, Amos, Abadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah. Did I get 12? (laughs) All those prophets. The the, the Old Testament is just prophets (laughs) who wrote mostly all of what is contained there. And so this is said about, as, uh, as he or Peter saying, in all the prophets. If you don't understand what the prophets say, you don't understand the Old Testament because that's what it is. It's prophecies of prophets and <clears throat> all his prophets. Christ should suffer. But more than that, as we read on, repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come. Now he's gone from past or present to future. He's gone from repent, therefore, be converted. Now listen to me. Just as this man has been renewed, restituted, born again, you need to be born again. And it's the same message today, isn't it? We need to be refreshed. When the times of refreshing shall come, that's gone now to the future, in the future, uh, from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, who before was preached unto you. So you see, he's moved from presently preaching at them that they need to get saved, just like this man got physically, as it were, born again, refreshed, restituted, back to life and spiritual life as well. Then <clears throat> Jesus is going to be sent one day and shall he shall send Jesus. So this all ties together. The example cannot be missed. And the first part of the chapter is what happened in the second part. Whom the heaven must receive. Who is it going to receive? The Lord Jesus is going to be received back to heaven and was already 60 days or whatever, maybe 20 days before this. Whom the heaven must receive until, is the until, the times of Restitution, Just like this man's been restituted back to good health and spiritual life, of all things, not only will men and people be restituted, restored, they're spoken again by the mouth of all the holy prophets since the world began not only was the first coming of the Lord prophesied about it and all the prophets said it but also the next time when Jesus will be sent again and whom heaven has received until that time will things be restituted as the word is used there which God has spoken by the mouth of the prophets and if you want to read about the restitution of all things read the book of Isaiah that's where most of it is And particularly farmers, I would read it all the time, (laughs) hoping that that happened on my farm. Anyway, we'll get to that later. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God rise up unto you, of your brethren like unto me. Him shall ye hear in all things, whatever he shall say unto you. The Lord Jesus. (laughs) And it shall come to pass that every soul who will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Yea, and all the prophets, this is the third time he said this in this portion to these people, and all the prophets from Samuel and those following after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. You know, just like this man has been restored whole again, spiritually and physically, so you need to be And one day when the Lord God will send Jesus, his son, back, so will all things be restituted. You know, there's a great message of hope, isn't there, in these thoughts. I pray that you've been restored spiritually and physically would be wonderful. I know uh, Sister Mary and Brother Ross Speak often of the day that Alison will meet the Lord and she will be restituted. <laughs> she will be restored and you, her brothers and sisters and friends and of the family, will be able to speak to Ali. That'd be a wonderful day, won't it? And Ross and Mary are looking forward to that day and they've been patiently looking after Ally all these years. Uh, Ali hadn't been at church for six weeks I mean six months (laughs) but maybe she'll come soon back to church and it's going to be a wonderful day where all these things will be healed again well restitution and refreshing we can conclude from this discussion of this second sermon if you don't get this you don't understand all of the Old Testament which is the prophets written by the prophets um And can be or could be condemned, as verse 23 says, and it shall come to pass that every soul who will not hear that prophet, the Lord Jesus, whom the Lord God is going to father, is going to send again. Then you need to wake up. Wake up and listen to what the Old Testament says. Would to God we would hear the Lord Jesus and would to God that the world would believe on the Lord Jesus. Right now they're denying him and denying his way in this world. Any wonder we've got COVID. Any wonder we've got problems all around the world. Any wonder the countries are all in a mess because they're trying to solve it by their own human wisdom and it won't work. And well, They won't bring in a utopia. No way. Because we're unsaved. Even saved people have the old nature and can still go off on a tangent. You know, you're a Christian with an old nature. Huh. We can still do, do the wrong thing. So restitution and refreshing, that shall come. Acts 3, restoration and regeneration. Let's go to Matthew 19. I said I wouldn't take long. I just The word of God is full of wonderful thoughts. In verse 27 of Matthew 19 reads, And Peter answered and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have? What had Peter forsaken? to follow the Lord his family his fishing business that his family had had probably for years sold his boat the Jesus boat (laughs) it's over there in Israel it's on SBS the other day the Jesus boat and how they restored it how they dug it out and they found it in the mud and it's a boat of Jesus' day. It is exactly the size and shape of the fishing boats of the day of the Lord Jesus. And they've dug one up of 2,000 years ago. And uh, they've, it's so fragile. They've got it all propped up. It's, it's, it's up there on the side of the Sea of Galilee. And in, is it Capernaum? Did you just, you didn't get to see it. Okay, it's right right there. <clears throat> and you can go and see the – the, the G, they call it the Jesus boat because that's when he, he lived. This was, And he ministered from those sort of boats. And Peter gave up. You know, they they said there was probably six hundred fishing boats that of that sort of that sort in that day, and they said this is unsaved people. This could have been the boat that Jesus preached from. One in six hundred, so yeah, it's not a great odds, but could have been the boat. The Lord knows, doesn't he? Peter, yeah, yeah, I'll put that nail in. No, in the future, maybe, and it's. They found it and restored it, but he'd given up quite a bit. So what do we get for doing this? Isn't it old human nature to ask that question? What am I getting out of this? And Jesus answered them, Verily I say unto you that he who hath followed me, if you've believed on the Lord Jesus, you've been born again, you've been refreshed spiritually, you're back to what you should have been. In the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit on the throne. So you see, it's moved to the future again. In the regeneration, when the Son of Man will sit on the throne of his glory, ye shall also sit upon the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Now, this is earthly for why would the twelve apostles have to judge the 12 tribes of Israel if these weren't earthlings because they're still sinners and they need judging. They needed correcting. If you've got an immortal body, that won't be needed. You just automatically do it from the heart. So it is talking about an earthly thing here that they will be judging and ruling over the 12 tribes. Jesus promised this to them. There's one who wrote a book, uh, Reynolds Showers, We have the word restitute from Acts three twenty one that we've already looked at it means restoration or regeneration. And this answers to the kingdom of God in its final manifestation on earth. The prayer that is prayed by a rote prayer really, but and with no meaning to people, thy kingdom come on in churches everywhere. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven will be fulfilled. Christ talked about this is what Reynolds says. Christ talked about regeneration of the future in this verse. The word translated regeneration here consists of two words. The first word means back, again, once more or anew. You can use any of those for the meaning of this word. It's used in expressions that denote a falling back into a previous state Or I return to a previous activity. It is used of situations which a state of being reoccurs in the same or nearly the same way as at the first. The second word that makes up regeneration is the word genesis. Um, They use that in companies that are not Christians, the genesis which means birth, existence, origin. Now, you put those two words or the meanings of them together in many, you know, back again once more anew with birth, existence, origin, put them together, and the word translated regeneration could be translated back to Genesis. Back to Genesis. What happened in Genesis? Or Genesis again, and you can, a combination of words, refers to a return to the original state that existed when the earth was born as recorded in the book of Genesis. That's what he's talking about here. In the regeneration, in the back to Genesis, when this happens, when the Son of Man comes, as we're saying. There's, there's wonderful implications to this, isn't there? Who would have liked to have walked in the Garden of Eden? I think we all might have liked to have a, a walk around but particularly the farmers. <laughs> Look at the crops grow. You stand there and see them grow. <laughs> I like those cam- where they take a picture of a... a you know, it grows in a, a time-lapse or something. Yeah. Junk, junk, junk. It's all done. But I think it'll almost be like that because the sower will overtake the reaper. <laughs> and back to Genesis. But back to Genesis and creation... What's happening in our world today? And they're always talking about it, particularly the greenies. Global warming or Global warming. something else. Extinction. Extinction. Everywhere, you know. One day they say we're going to become extinct because our gene, gene pool is just all messed up. But uh, anyway, extinction. And, and we we haven't seen a lot of the creatures. We've been digging them up and we've got dinosaurs and we've got all sorts of creatures and animals. We talked about the plesiosaurus last week. But... Wouldn't it it be good to see one of them? He said back to Genesis, back to creation. Wow, what a thought. What implications that that brings all these species. When a person is regenerated, like this man leaping and jumping up, and you tie all these together, he's back to what he should have been. The purpose of man on earth is that they might be, say, born again, regenerated. And God has that plan, not only for people, but he's got it for the planet. That that might be born again like we're born again, Titus 3, verse 7, through the power of the Holy Spirit. So with God's cursed creation. I continue in Reynolds Howard, a quote here. Matthew nineteen twenty-eight. Jesus declared that the regeneration would take place when the Son of Man shall sit on the throne of his glory. That's what it says in verse 29. And this terminology is significant, he said. It indicates that when Christ, as a son of man, as, as a human, a kinsman of mankind, rules the earth, there will be a return to the original state that existed when the earth was born, which is recorded in Genesis and involved mankind's tenant possession or administration of the earth as God's representatives. And God gave that job to mankind. Look after, tend my garden that you've been given and and that they gave it over to the devil when they sent the possession that's why satan said i'll give you all the kingdoms of the world to the lord jesus we in adam and eve had surrendered that tenant possession to the devil christ is going to get it back and he christ taught that he will begin to exercise that rule when he returns in glory with his holy angels as it is in Matthew 25:31 he said this, when the son of man shall come in his glory and all his holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. Exactly what's said here in Matthew 19:29 is in Matthew 25:31 when he sits on the throne of his glory, then this regeneration, this back to Genesis, back to the beginning, being born again <laughs> this world Will occur. And it's not only here in Matthew used twice, but it's also in the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation, chapter 4, and verses 3 to 5. There it said, And he that sat on this throne was to look upon like a jasper, like a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow about the throne, in the sight like an emerald. And around about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw who? and 20 elders this is exactly what was promised back in Matthew Mm -hmm. Matthew, uh, Peter said what do we have well you're going to sit on the thrones here they are sitting on the thrones represented by the 24 elders sitting on the throne clothed in white raiment they've been redeemed saved by the blood of the lamb washed in the blood and they had on their heads crowns of gold Mm -hmm. yes rewards and out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices and seven lamps burning before the throne, and so here is it is fulfilled. There the twenty-four elders. The last, the first Adam, lost the inheritance. Christ, the last Adam, restored that. First Corinthians fifteen forty, forty-five, and so in Acts that we've looked at, and here in Matthew that we've looked at. The, the lord is going to restitute refresh restore regenerate these things the times of refreshing shall come when the lord sits on the throne of his glory now last passage is in romans chapter 8 that refers to this so we're not void of just of passages of scripture regarding this truth romans chapter 8 and verse 16 <clears throat> And it reads, The Spirit itself, that's really himself, beareth witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. And if children, then we're what? Heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. What a wonderful hope. <laughs> if so be that we've suffered with him, that we may be also glorified together. One day, this old body will be restituted, restored. Yeah, we have been born again. But we were only sort of half done. Like they talked about Ephraim in the Old Testament, half-baked. A cake that had not been turned and cooked on the other side. Anyway, <laughs> um, we've still got an old body. It's given me heaps lately. <laughs> you know, the more I talk to old people, I, uh, now I'm sympathising with them because I'm one of them. <laughs> you know, you, just want, you want to go, don't you, Mr. Duck? You want to get there and do it. He wants to get on that lawnmower and mow that lawn. Has he? Oh, he has been. (laughs) I know what it's like. My son says, Don't get up on the roof, Dad. I was going to get up on the roof yesterday. He phones me, You up on the roof? I'm going to get up on the roof. (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 no mind. We've got minders. I'm your minder and he's mine. <laughs> but you, you get old and this, you know, you feel frustrated because you want to do it and you know how to do it, but you can't physically do it. One day that'll change, won't it? One day this body, the restraints of it, will be no longer. One day, as is given in Romans 8, the, the adoption will be completed. This is what it's talking about here. We groan in this one. We have troubles. And the world's full of troubles <laughs> this day. Groanings that cannot be uttered. The world and we groan together. And then it's interesting that Paul, we might go back to a few of those thoughts there about groaning, but in verse 26, what should we do in this old body, this mortal grows old and we get pained we hurt and things happen in the world that we don't like what should we do well verse 26 jumps straight into it pray hope and pray verse 24 25 hope we are saved by hope hope for that which he has promised in his word that it will be fulfilled it'll come to pass and pray And uh, if we don't know what we should pray for, the Spirit will help us pray. That's the two verses that follow this groaning thing. So if you're in pain and are hurting because of what's happening, hope and pray. Lift your eyes off the world. (laughs) Go a little higher and think, not long and it's all over. And we hope for him to come and to restore all things and that we might be restored. In verse 22, of Romans eight, for we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now, and the and the green folk tell us so. Yes, and we see it so. There's no more no more bandicoots around Emerald anymore. They used to be running all over the place, didn't they, Larry? But you know, these city folk let their silly cats out and killed. Uh, and the foxes, the English brought them over, and are and killing all the bandicoots and killing all the wildlife and, and your nice little cat that delivers you a bird or a rodent now and then to your front door <laughs> needs to be locked up. You know, they're for the one, they're the problem, not the people with the corona. <laughs> you want to save the planet, kill the cats. <laughs> Just as, well, Lorna's not still here. <laughs> She'd right now shoot me. <laughs> she had a a, a very Ka- Katrina, wasn't the cat? Yeah, Katrina. that was the name? I even remember the name. But they're destroying, you know, and they they all killing each other. You know, get off this planet. We need to lift our eyes higher to a better place with recreation. When these things won't happen, and we'll have a a renewed body. Are you looking for the new body? Amen. Yeah. I think that's why the Lord allows us to get old slowly. And the pain slowly comes on. I wish I had a new body. I wish I had... Well, you'll get it. Hope and pray for that time to come. It's coming soon, the redemption. God has not left us in the dark concerning what he's going to do, but he's given us some glorious glimpses of the future as well. If you go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 49, he said... As we've borne the image of the earthy, Adam, the the one back in the Garden of Eden, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly, the Lord Jesus, the last Adam. Now this I say, brethren, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. We can't get there in a spacesuit. We can't get there in this body. Well, we can, we will get there. Behold, Paul said, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep or die, but we shall be changed. So that is the living people, the dead people that will be, you know, they've slept, they will... (laughs) receive a new body resurrected and those who are living will be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump the trump shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptibly and we who are still alive shall be changed you see we will receive an immortal body an eternal body that can live with God in heaven that won't have the aches and the pains the hurts and the hardships and the horrors of life will be all done away with the redemption of our body so we've gone from this man that was lame (laughs) to thinking about creation and a promise of restitution and back to Genesis and we're going to be involved with it too (laughs) the restoration you see if if the Lord doesn't do this the devil wins the victory this is the whole plan of redemption this is the Bible (laughs) God put them there in a perfect place They sinned, and we had 6,000 years of horror and and, and terrible things happening. The Lord is going to get the victory. (laughs) He will win over the devil. And the devil is striving even harder now than ever to try to stop this happening. If he could get rid of Israel, he gets rid of a big problem that he has, but he's not going to. He's almost going to, but he's not going to. Uh, why doesn't he give up? Because he knows what the Bible says. He just doesn't believe. <laughs> he he really believes he's going to win. And he's not going to win. <laughs> he's the biggest loser. And he will suffer the worst of any created being. And I I care l- nothing, absolutely nothing for him. He deserves everything he's got coming to him. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Everything he's caused in our lives. He deserves every cent of punishment, every lick of fire of hell that... That coming to him, all the problems that he's caused mankind. Praise God, <laughs> the Lord will have the victory. And we've borne the image of the earthy, we'll bear the image of the heavenly in a moment, in the twink- twinkling of an eye. This corruptible will put on incorruption, this mortal will put on immortality. And then will be brought to pass the saying, <laughs> Death is swallowed up in victory. O grave, where is thy victory? It's, it doesn't have victory anymore. In that time of restitution, in that time of back to Genesis, when not only we receive an immortal, unchanging, eternal body, and God will also restore things down here. And as I said before, look at Isaiah. Man will live long. If a person could die at 100 in that time when the Lord sits on his kingdom, he'd be counted as a child, Isaiah sixty-five eighteen. The deserts will blossom as a rose. Australia could feed the world if that happened. The desert blossom as a rose. It was down in Arad. If you're in Arad or Beersheba and you look north, you see all the hills of Judea up toward Jerusalem. You can see it. They're not far away. Well, 40 kilometres by eye. Is it all flat? And you think of desert, you think of Australia, you think of Israel down south the further south you go and drier and deader it is and here's his, here's his shepherd with his goats and sheep and they're all dressed just like they were in Bible times riding donkeys and herding these things around and what are they eating there's nothing there for them to eat <laughs> there are people there doing that down just outside of Beersheba but it's just desolate the desert will blossom as a rose it'll come back to life it'll be back to Genesis what a what a day Isaiah 53 1 to 2 the wolf will lay down with the lamb Isaiah 11 verse 6 and 65 verse 25 we don't have wolves here you can have some dogs and and a picture of a cat there on the news the other day That is as big as a big as a great dane. I thought that's not a cat that's a tiger or whatever you call <laughs> them wandering around the streets of, of England and um, <clears throat> Now some of these you can believe some you can't, some are fake, um, as Mr. Trump would say the The calf will lay down with the lion Isaiah eleven six the lion shall eat straw like the ox, Isaiah eleven verse seven they'll become herbivores as they were back in Genesis before the fall. they won't eat, they won't bite, they won't sting. There won't be thorns on the blackberries. There won't be thorns and thistles. The curse will be removed. Men will beat their swords into plowshares, Isaiah 2 and verse 4. They'll learn war no more. I just looked up. I just asked Google <laughs> Good for something. Uh, what was the budget in the world for war, you know, implements of war? Global military uh, expenditure, 2019. 1 1917 billion so that's is that 1.9 trillion dollars worldwide of that 732 billion are spent by america china 261 praise the lord they're not up there with america yet but india 71 billion russia 65 saudi arabia that's in order of what they spent 62 billion australia we're 13th we send, spend 26 billion Turn all that into production. Mm. Turn all that into feeding people. Mm. Turn all that into recreation and worship. What a different world we're looking at. Because that's all going to (laughs) change. Beat their swords into plowshares of something productive. The Lord will dwell in the midst of them, Zechariah 8 and Revelation 21.3. The plowman will overtake the reaper. These things haven't happened. They're prophesied in all the prophets, as we've already seen. These things are said. The plowman will overtake the reaper. And so he's like, get out of here. I'm going to plow it again to plant the next crop. <laughs> I haven't finished reaping, he said. Mm. And I don't think they'll be doing it with a sickle either. They'll be doing it with a what? Where's the farmers here? What have you got, Chris? To reap. Yeah, yeah. What's it called? A case uh... Oh, John Deere. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> that was insulting, wasn't it? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> John Deere. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's like the caterpillar of the earth moving. Yeah, only caterpillar. <laughs> well, we could ask the other farmers what they've got. Yeah, John Deere yep (laughs) he's a case (laughs) but you see imagine those sort of machines and I think they'll still use them in the millennium harvesting crops one after the other it has been a great year this year for the farmers hasn't it Mm -hmm. and and the rain's coming again Mm -hmm. just to top it up this week Lord willing And we can say, thanks be to the Lord. It's hard in tough times in droughts. But in this time, there won't be any drought unless that nation deliberately rebels against the Lord. Then drought. Bang. And they'll soon learn. And would to God we'd learn today. If our nation was not doing the things it was doing in the parliaments around the country, we would not have had the droughts. I can pretty well say that. The Lord would have blessed if the people follow the principles of God's word. We're not Israel, but we still are governed by the principles of God's word, that humanity is. All things will be put under the Lord's feet in that day in 1 Corinthians 15. He will control all things. Israel, it says, will become like the Garden of Eden, and it's certainly not right now, though they are trying hard with all their watering system. They've got three distil- distilling plants that get more water from the Mediterranean than they do from the Jordan. In fact, this year, the, sea, the lake or Sea of Galilee filled up for the first time in, in decades, if it filled up with fresh water, because they're not drawn from it all the time. They're drawn it out of the ocean. And, uh, but th- one day, th- they won't need to do that, <laughs> because the Dead Sea will even fill up with fresh water. <laughs> And the water will be coming down from the heavens, because God is going to restore it again, and not only there but worldwide. One day we will see Him, and we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. How should we behave, knowing these things? Well, First Peter, Second no, Peter, chapter three tells us: Seeing then that these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons ought you to be in all holy living and godliness? What hope we should have. With the world despairing, we should be rejoicing. You know, the world's in a mess, yes, but there's a best blessed hope. You know, that the, the, the coldest and the darkest time of day is just before the dawn. That's where we are as a world. Some of the darkest days are yet ahead, but it's just before the dawn when the Lord comes. And does all these things. We should live fruitfully, diligently, and I've got verses for all of them, contentedly, fervently, righteously, wisely, watchfully. These are all in the Bible. Steadfastly, victoriously, soberly, expectantly. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. As he did the lame man. And unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. And that's complete salvation. Body, soul and spirit. Completely restored. And everything else restored. I'm looking forward to that day. And as I've said before, I don't know if you can make a settle for a dino but I won't have to put a dino in me tank. <laughs> you write a dino, if he's going to back to Genesis, and you believe they all were living when man was living, and I do, then the extinct species will come back. And actually, you can prove it biblically, because in Revelation, it says a third of the fish die in the sea. Then it says all the fish die when the sea turns to blood and the whole world stinks like dead fish. It will, literally but then it says in Ezekiel about the fishermen Larry, fishing mm-hmm. in the millennium. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's mortals or immortals allowed to do it or both. <laughs> but they're fishing. Where the fish come from? If they've all died mm-hmm. earlier. God's recreated them, as we said, back to Genesis. And so wonderful future. Go home and meditate about and think about this. What a promise. What wonderful things God has said to us. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this regeneration, this restitution like this layman. We can leap and jump and praise God for what he has done for us and what he's going to do for us in restoring the broken world and the broken people of the world. And, Lord, we look forward to that. But as we know, the darkest day is before the dawn, the darkest part of day. And Lord, we live in the dark times and they're going to get darker. But we need to look up. We need to look expectantly for the Lord because only in him have we the salvation that's promised, the adoption of our body, which is the redemption of our body. Lord, bless us with the faith to grow in you and to look forward to you and may we be out and about and winning lame people to you with the gospel of salvation we ask and pray in jesus name amen